Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues, services, and activities of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition, we'll discuss what consumers need to know about hiring a home care agency. With us today is Kristen Martin. She's a certified care manager with Elderlink, which is a care management agency in Fairfax County. Now, she's got an MS in health sciences, and her care manager position involves assessing the needs of elderly clients and developing care plans to help them safely in their own homes. Kristen, thanks for uh, being with us today. Great. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Glad to have you. First of all, you're a um, uh, certified care manager with Elderlink. So mm-hmm. my, I guess my first basic question, what is Elderlink? So Elderlink, we are a public-private partnership okay. with Anova Health System, the Fairfax Area Agency on Aging, and the Alzheimer's Association. Hmm. And overall, we are a case management service, although we also oversee several of the Fairfax County funded programs. Mm -hmm. And we came into being about 20 years ago when it was realized that need was not based on income. So just because an individual Mm, may be financially overqualified for services through the county doesn't mean that help is not needed. So we were put in place to offer affordable case management services regardless of income. Okay. Before we go too far, and I'm not the the brightest bulb in the in the, or the sharpest tool in the shed, as they say, you refer to case management. Uh-huh. Can, can you explain that to me in a simple term? What, what does case management mean? Case management, uh, you can think of that as care coordination. So it's okay. Um, okay. like I, a I multi-layered that. support that's available to older adults and family caregivers. And what we do with case management, we go out to the home to assess needs. So okay. we take a look at what's working well, what's not working so well. Um, We take into account the person's functional level, so Mm. their strengths, their weaknesses, um, resources, both financially and social supports. Uh, We take into account medical history and then emotional, cognitive well-being. We take a look at the home environment. And from that information, we develop a care plan to meet Mm. the needs that we've been identified. Uh, From that point, we can provide ongoing support and guidance with helping to put services in place, and then ongoing monitoring just to make sure that the services remain appropriate. Okay. So let's say I've got a, a, a parent who's living alone. I'm thinking maybe, you know, let's say it's my dad, maybe not taking care of himself. Looks like he's maybe disheveled. I'm concerned he's not eating or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I contact you guys, and then uh, how? What? How? What, where would you go from there? What would? What would happen? I guess. So we would schedule a time to go out to the home to conduct an assessment. Okay. When I say assessment, that yeah. sounds very clinical. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to think of it more as having a conversation. Okay. Uh, so behind the scenes, we are taking a look at Just functional kind of level. Seeing what's going on. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's more a talk with your dad to see what's working well at home and what's not working so well. Okay. In that conversation and kind of observing surroundings and things like that, are there certain things that would, like, make a light bulb go off to you that you would say, I think home care is is indicated or there's a need or something like that? Yeah, there's a few red flags. Okay. Um, you know, certainly if there are any reports of recent falls in the home, hmm. um, are bills being paid on time? Uh, if we take a look in the refrigerator, what are we going to find? You know, it may be stocked full of food, but, you know, is the food expired? 
Um, does there seem to be a good medication system in place? Um, you know, does your dad understand what the medications are for? Mm -hmm. Are they expired, the medications? Mm -hmm. Are the medications being refilled on time? And it also really helps to have the input of family caregivers who may be involved. You know, a lot of times people present very proudly. They don't want others to know that sure. there are issues going yeah, on. Exactly. So having that intake of the um, family caregiver, they can let us know that there had been some change. You know, maybe mom or dad had been much more social and mm -hmm. now they're being more withdrawn mm. or not eating well. And we can kind of dig into what the causes behind that may mm -hmm. be. If I'm the family caregiver and it becomes too much and I'm thinking I need to really hire somebody, mm -hmm. a care manager, um, are there certain things I would look for in, in, a, in a care manager or, or could, could you guys make a recommendation about who to hire? So we are a case management organization, okay. and the benefit of having a case manager come into the home, we're providing an objective third-party assessment. Mm, okay. you know, a lot of times um, people come with an agenda already to the table or set thought on, you know, this is the way things need to be. Mm, okay. And sometimes it's a matter of sitting down just to talk things out a little bit more thoroughly to figure out what the real issues are. Uh, and how we might be able to address that. Uh, in terms of providing recommendations, we provide options. Okay. Uh, we prefer that word, and we're only as good as our referrals. Hmm. Um, you know, as case managers, we are very familiar with the services and the resources hmm. within the community. Right. So, you know, we can feel confident with providing options that have worked well for other families mm -hmm. uh, in other circumstances. Right. I'm assuming it's not a cookie-cutter type of approach. I mean, it's not like here we are, we're home care manager or home care, and this is what we have, and this will fit this round hole into oh, the I square peg. It would make our job a lot easier. <laughs> okay. so, no. th so there's different kind of types or options or something like that for yeah. the home care? Uh, in terms of home care, there are three um, types of home care. Um, okay. The first is homemaker, where it's assistance with what we call IADLs, the instrumental activities of daily mm. living, and that's more the housekeeping, laundry, mm. meal preparation. I need that. Um, <laughs> then there's the personal <laughs> care services, which um, the ADLs, the activities of daily living, okay. and that's the more hands-on care, so bathing, dressing, toileting, mobility, mm. and then you have skilled care, and that's the services provided by a nurse or an occupational physical therapist. Um, and those services are generally covered through Medicare. Hmm. Um, for services that are just the homemaker or personal care, um, the options could be through going through a home health care agency mm -hmm. or choosing an individual provider. So this is a person who's not from a home health care agency, oh, okay. but they offer these types of services. On, on their own? Or mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay. If you're working with skilled care, you do need to go through a, an agency that is certified through Medicare. So it needs to be a home health care agency. Okay. So, wow. Okay. So I guess one of the big distinctions there is, as you said, an individual or a, an entity. A, 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 an individual provider? An I'm individual sorry. or an entity or, or a, 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 an agency, agency or, you know, commercial organization, non-commercial agency or whatever. Yeah, and, you know, the pros and cons of working with a commercial agency versus an individual yeah. provider, it really depends on the specific situation. Um, with the home health care agency, you call up let them know what the needs are. And usually the process is that the agency will send a rep out to the home to meet with you um, to get a better feel of what's mm -hmm. going on. 
and then, you know, based on the personality of your loved one, they'll go back to their pool of available aids and try to make the best gotcha. match. Right. With the individual provider, it's more legwork. You do have more flexibility in terms of the scheduling and the duties that the aid is able or the individual provider is able to perform. Mm. But it's more legwork in that you are actually the employer. So you're negotiating oh, the rate of pay. Oh. You need to be the one handling the background checks, checking references. Um, so more control, but more work. Hmm. Are these individual providers uh, licensed, regulated, or can they do it as non-regulated or non-licensed? They can. Um, okay. There's no agency overseeing um, regulation hmm. of individual providers. But that being said, um, the providers themselves may have certifications such as okay. uh, certified nursing assistants right. or a licensed practical nurse. So they have their own qualifications right. hmm. that they would need to keep up with. Okay. Say I want to go that route. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that I do, given mm -hmm. some of the challenges that you've laid out. But we'll talk about the, the agency level in just a second. But say I want to maybe need to start with an individual provider. Maybe it's cheaper or I just want to go that route. How, how would I find an individual provider? Is there some kind of network or a phone number I can call? Or Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, always going through the local area agency on aging oh, okay. is an option. Uh, in Fairfax County, we keep a home care registry. So this is a list of individuals who provide homemaker um, personal care type services. Hmm. Everyone on this list has gone through a police background check and oh, references wow, okay. are checked. So it helps to cut out a little bit of the work. Yeah. Uh, but again, you would be the employer. So calling to negotiate the rate of pay. Okay. Um, if you're interested in receiving a copy, you can certainly call our intake line at 703-324-7948 and a hard copy could be mailed to you. Awesome. Um, you can also look uh, search tools on the internet. So mm -hmm. seniornavigator.org. Hmm. Um, if you're outside of Virginia, you can take a look at eldercare.gov. My most preferred way to find an individual provider is word of mouth, though. Mm -hmm. So this would be a friend, neighbor, coworker, someone mm -hmm. who's had direct yeah. experience with right. this person. Word of mouth is always the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you still need to do your due diligence. Um, you know, even though someone is able to vouch for this person, right. you need to vet them out yourself. So, right. you know, make sure you're checking references, that you have copies of the background check. You mentioned a couple of times negotiating pay. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm assuming there's not like a standard hourly rate or, a, you know, a daily cost that everybody follows. Is there a, a, a guideline or a ballpark? I mean, what we're looking at for individual provider cost? You know, the idea is that you're going to be paying less um, than going through a home health care agency since hmm. you're not paying that agency overhead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm hesitant to provide a ballpark just mm -hmm. since it can vary so much sure. from provider to provider depending okay. on what type of care you're looking for. But do keep in mind that you are paying for a professional to come into the home. So, you know, if you're expecting to pay $8 Key, an hour, that's not going to so happen. Okay. That's right. okay, very good. All right, let, let's move then from the individual to the commercial mm -hmm. home care agencies, if you will, kind of maybe some of the, the same questions. Um, you've given me some guidance how I could find an individual, but what about a, um, an agency if I want to go through the that level of care or that, that process, how would I go about that? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if you're working with the care manager, uh, they're going to provide you with some reputable right. options to choose from. Um, you can always, again, contact the local area agency on aging. There are local publications such as the Guide to Retirement Living Sourcebook, which mm. provides an extensive listing of home health care agencies. Okay. 
And again, um, seniornavigator.org or eldercarelocator. I'm sorry, eldercare.gov. Hmm. Okay. Um, you mentioned the licensing for individuals are agencies licensed or regulated? So agencies in Virginia are either licensed through the Virginia Department of Health or they can be exempt from that licensure if um, there's another governing body. Um, So for example, for a company that is providing skilled care um, services through Medicare or Medicaid, Mm -hmm. DMAS would be the governing body. What was that? DMAS, the Department of Medical Assistance Services. So maybe a little more regulation on an agency Mm -hmm. than there is in an individual. Okay, but still um, personal credentials or degrees and that kind of thing would still uh, be applicable in both cases. Is it a correct assumption that I'm going to pay more for a commercial home care agency? Yeah. Yeah. That's ballpark for a home health care agency, Northern Virginia, probably between $22 to $24 per hour Hmm. to include personal care services. Hmm. And home health care agencies generally have a four-hour minimum requirement per visit. Uh, There are a few that don't, but that's, you know, um, just a handful. Sure, sure. If personal care is not included, you know, maybe between 18 to $20 per hour, but again with that four-hour minimum. Hmm. We, we've, talk, we've talked about cost and pay a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess it kind of brings me to the question, how, how do I, going back to my example earlier, uh, you know, if I've got a family member and I bring someone in, how, how am I going to pay for home care? I mean, is there insurance reimbursement, Medicare, or is it all going to have to come out of my pocket? Or, yeah. or is it so, depends, <laughs> just situation dependent? Or? That's usually one of the most challenging yeah. issues for families. Most of the home care is private pay. Oh, okay. uh, a lot of people are under the impression that Medicare will pay for services in the home, but Medicare does not cover homemaker services. Um, you know, Generally, if a person has been discharged from the hospital or is coming home from rehab, Medicare will cover limited skilled care, mm. and they might throw in a bathing aid, but that's very limited only for mm. a, few, uh, a few weeks. Right, okay. uh, so it's private pay. If your loved one has long-term care insurance, that could certainly mm. be an option. Okay. Uh, but just check with the policy to make sure that it covers home care you know, in addition to facility care right. and be familiar with the benefits and the conditions that need to be met uh, for services to be paid for. Um, the VA could be a potential option, the mm. Veterans Administration. Okay. Um, if your loved one is a veteran or the spouse of a veteran mm. and is receiving a pension through the VA and they require the aid and attendance of right. another person right. at home, there is a program that is called Aid and Attendance mm. that provides financial assistance for home care services. Okay. We're talking with Kristen Martin, a certified care manager with Elderlink about uh, hiring home care and uh, kind of go negative on you, and I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want this to be, you know, the, the sixty-minute gotcha kind of thing. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I, if I'm looking to bring someone into parents' home, that type of thing, there could be some downsides, some negatives. I mean, is there worst-case scenario, or you know, what could go wrong? I guess what you know, what well, am I looking at? <laughs> what could go wrong? How much, how much time do what we have for wrong? that question? Uh, you know, usually the biggest hurdle is that feeling of trust of letting a stranger come into your home. So it it does take a while to build up that relationship. Um, Moving beyond that, it's concern that the care will be reliable 
Mm. Um, it certainly has happened that you've gone through the legwork of setting up a provider, an agency to come in, mm -hmm. and then the help doesn't show up that day. Mm -hmm. So it, it really, agency A, B, and C, it's going to be the same pool of um, aids that are being pulled from. Okay. That really doesn't vary too much. Okay. But what's going to make the difference is how the agency responds to your concerns. Oh, that's good um, that really is going to make be the make or break with your relationship right. with that right. particular agency. Hmm. Okay. What, what if I'm unhappy? It's just not working out. I mean, do I call the agency or, or if, if that hasn't worked out satisfactorily, is there some other agency that I can call that oversee or put pressure on or something like that? Yeah, the best first step is going back to the agency itself okay. to try to address the issue because right. that's going to give you the most, um, the quickest resolve to the situation, mm -hmm. one would mm -hmm. hope. If that doesn't work, um, there's the option of going through the long-term care ombudsman program. Oh, okay, right. So right. in Fairfax, you can reach them again through 703-324-7948. Um, you could also contact the Virginia Department of Health. Um, mm. if, and they're not going to deal with billing issues or a trivial matter, but mm. if it's a matter of health that jeopardizes the well-being of an individual, okay. then that's where they could step in. Right. Okay. Kristen, we've only got a couple of minutes left, but a couple more questions I uh, want to ask you before we do run out of time. Um, I understand the county offers a seminar on hiring home care as mm -hmm. part of its uh, caregiver sem uh, seminars. Can yeah. you tell us more about sure. that? Sure. So each spring and each fall, Fairfax okay. County offers a series of caregiver seminars, and they're offered throughout Fairfax County. Um, and these seminars are intended to provide helpful information to caregivers of older adults or adults with disabilities with day-to-day -day issues that they may be dealing with. Mm, okay. um, so it may range from, you know, caregiving 101 to issues with Medicare, um, dealing with finances. The hiring in-home care seminar is coming up on Monday, November 3rd, and that's going to be from 7 to 8.30 in the evening at the Southgate Community Center in Ruston. Mm, okay. Is there a website, telephone number, anything I can get more information or about yeah, this one or other ones? Sure. Um, so the information will soon be available on the website. Um, people can go to www.fairfaxcounty.gov slash older adults, or they can call in at 703-324-7948. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, as I mentioned earlier, just about out of time, but want to give you the final word. Is there something I, I haven't asked? I know I've grilled you with a lot of questions. Something I haven't asked, something we haven't covered, or final thought that you want to make sure our listeners uh, come away with from the podcast today? Um, you know, just mentioning that staying at home is um, a, a value that a lot of older adults place very highly. Sure. It's a priority yeah, in their absolutely. life. And home care really can provide the opportunity for an older adult to remain in the comfort of their home mm. environment um, by bringing in supportive services. Mm -hmm. uh, so being familiar with the options that are out there in the process of getting in-home care actually in place um, can help to achieve that goal. Mm. Okay, awesome. Good way, to, good way to end. Kristen, thank you for, for being with us on this uh, Fairfax 50 Plus podcast. 
Thank you so much. Absolutely. That unfortunately is going to do it for our time on Fairfax 50 Plus. Thanks uh, to you for listening. And again, thanks to Kristen Martin of Elderlink for being with us today. Um, to find the full range of counties' older adult services, including information on Elderlink services and the upcoming fall, giver, uh, fall caregiver seminar series, you can go online to www.fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. Or as Krista mentioned, you can call the telephone number 703-324-7948. The TTY number is 711, and that number is answered Monday through Friday. Fairfax 50 Plus is produced twice monthly by the Fairfax County, Virginia government, and we thank you for listening.